regular read of the latest LGBT plus trends, TV, and the ever-expanding world of drag. Hello there, I'm the Velvet Snatch. Welcome back for season two of Girl. And this week, I'm joined by... Michael. Lady T. Daughter Stew. And me, Scott. <laughs> Seamless, seamless. Great start. Hello, listeners. As you can hear, we have taken to Discord like a duck takes to concrete. Uh, But we are getting there and recording season two of Girl. So I hope you're all doing well. Now, today, it's just a general episode where we're just going to catch up on what each other's been doing. And also, we'll get onto the delightful topic of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm not going to lie. The only thing that kept me alive in 2020 was the amount of Drag Race. But we'll get onto that very shortly because I've got a lot to say on the situation so how's everyone been doing over the course of like lockdown because obviously our last episode was uh, back in beginning of 2020 and we didn't even know that it was going to turn out quite like this it was was a Christmas special in 2019 we got got one episode after that we got the Boomer Crew episode oh yes because that was going to be the start my my favourite thing about the whole thing was that we actually spent money on uh, headphones and microphones and all that jazz, and then we never used the like. <laughs> we got yep. one episode. <laughs> one, one episode. episode. <laughs> we never got the chance to. The fucking the world ended. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, I tell you what, I have been up to during uh, lockdown, which I think most people can probably relate to. But during lockdown, uh, well, just getting fat, if I'm honest. <laughs> Same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I, I miss general walking. Like, you know, like I'm working from home. I'm stuck in the house and it's this effort mm. to go and walk places. And I didn't realize how much exercise I got just by existing before lockdown. <laughs> so, yeah. I think we're all going to slowly turn into, you know, on Wally when all those fat people in like <laughs> hover chairs just fly around. We're all turning into them, basically. I'm halfway there. I'm half- <laughs> I think I'm fully there just without the hover chair. I'm just like <laughs> being pulled by my hair around the house by David. Oh. <laughs> Well, it's a beautiful image. Whatever, whatever flows your boat. At least you've tried new things over lockdown, I guess. <laughs> well, that's what it's been about, trying new things. It's got yeah. into now. <laughs> oh dear. Who, has everyone baked their banana bread at least once? Never once. Never once. Never once. Nah. Another thing as well that happened in 2020 is that uh, the one positive is that I haven't embarrassed myself half as much as I would have being pissed in town. That's... <laughs> This is fair. That's a very good point. It's very fair. Can't say the same. <clears throat> I just do it in the house now, by myself. Yeah. <laughs> On a video call. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other episode, that. Oh, God. I think every, every, everyone's collectively had their own moment of just making a tip of on on stream. Do you know what though? At least it, it it's confined to probably once or twice during a full year, which is pretty good compared to five or six times in one night out. This is very fair. Yeah. Isn't it strange, though, because I was kind of going, hey, I'm going to save so much money that I'm not going out every weekend and spending loads of uh, money on that. And then I still have no money. And it's because I've been buying so many random things over the course of lockdown. Have you guys had that as well? I do. Do you like a parcel? (laughs) We knew that. I think we win on the most random item in lockdown, though. Okay. We got a taxidermy snake in a jar. Oh, Brilliant. Wow, um, in a ball. 
in a ball. Yeah. Like a crystal ball. ball. Oh, you crystal bought, ball. wait, you actually bought one? I thought you'd been looking for one of them for ages as well. Yeah. <laughs> as if you <laughs> found one. Have you got a giraffe on the stairs yet? No, haven't quite got the giraffe yet, but it's Sheep. It's a name. It's a name. Lockdown uh, 4, who knows? I mean, the, the thing I love about the, the, there's is... no context for that. Like, have you it, got the, a giraffe on the stairs? <laughs> the, well, David wants to have lots of, like, taxidermy animals, whether it's fake or whether it's all taxidermy uh, in the house. However, the thing about David is, is that throughout lockdown, he's became increasingly more bored. And then, so for his birthday, asked for about a million things, including a fish tank. And I did the mother thing that mothers always do is, no, you can't have a fish tank because you'll not look after it. Because I know what will happen is <laughs> I'll end up cleaning the bloody fish. I've said no. You're so responsible. We've got two dogs. I don't want to have to look after anything else. I can barely keep myself alive. I thought that was going to go in a totally different direction. I was like, oh, David's been a bit bored. So I bought him a taxidermy set and we're going to go to the pet shop next week. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there should also be a caveat because I think alongside banana bread, lots of people have tried the vegan thing. And I like to make sure that all of our taxidermy is ethically sourced. So no animals were harmed in the making of it. It was all from death by natural causes and all that jazz so they... before i got blood smeared on my doorstep yeah so 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 we're saying that that snake sort of died with its family surrounded it in the bed and whatnot yeah yeah, yeah basically it was crossing oh. the road one day and then the next <laughs> thing it was in a jar <laughs> That's... to be fair it's all we can hope for really especially at the moment yeah so have we all been watching uh drag race which one do we want to talk about first so i've got a question actually uh from the the promo looks who was the person that stood out to you Ooh, on on which one on um on drag race season 13 in america hmm i'd probably say got mick again i I'd, i'd probably say uh either either got mick or Oh, I don't know. Like, Utica as well, as well. I think, from the promo looks. Like, um, also just clarify something as well. Utica, is... are you... Are Utica? It's Utica, I'm just being ignorant. <laughs> Not chicken Utica. <laughs> uh, yeah, Simone's hair, for me, by the way, is so cool and weird and structural. I was, I'm a proper big fan of that. Um, a, a, a one that I didn't like was uh, Tina Berners. I thought she looked very Same. panto. Same. Oh, no, she didn't. Very, very panto. Oh, day. no, she didn't. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes, she did. I think, I though, actually... that that's, that's Tina Berners' whole thing, though. I think that's very, you know, her whole drag is very sort of, you know, it's like the, the, the amount of McDonald's jokes and stuff. And you're like, oh, that's yeah. kind of her thing that it's so panto. I also feel as well, I feel quite bad for Tina Burner because I like her as a queen. I think she's obviously got a lot of experience and been doing it for a very long time. But I think the one thing that's pissed me off actually is like going through all the forums and on the Facebook pages and stuff like that because I read quite a lot about Drag Race because it's my life. Um, is that actually people are equating Tina Burner to Sherry Pie and I think that's massively grossly unfair. Um, I feel because they, they they seem to think they've got very similar styles or they look like each other and I just I, it pisses me off like I like to say like oh well this queen reminds me of an essence of this queen or an essence of this queen but actually people are not liking her based on the fact that she's got an essence of cherry pie which i don't think she has other than the fact that they've they're, they're quite um visual and pantomime in their styles and camp and stuff like that but 
that's pissed me off actually i feel like tina ben is getting a hard time because of that yeah that's not fair that's not okay yeah, yeah i think for me tina had essence of nina west to an extent but without the niceness yeah <laughs> I, get, I get more nina west from her than, uh, yeah. than than the other one yeah yeah but um i think for me looking at the the promo looks i couldn't get over like the assless chap phenomenon where like half the thighs cut out i don't get it like there's so many of them had that um but looking back over it yeah americans i, I know I... but i did i did like olivia Lux's look actually if i'm honest i liked the the styling of that it's so weird because when they had the actual sewing challenge everyone came out and they all kind of looked a bit crap like what they'd come out like aside you know like got and utica looked amazing but the rest of them it did look very sort of thrown together and it kind of looked like a lot of the stuff that we're seeing in the uk one and you realize just how much more money people seem to spend in the american one like the amount of ludicrous outfits they're all coming there with and they're coming there with these crazy things yeah. and again yeah, it's really weird because you kind of go like oh god like because I, I i like the american season but you just like is it just because they have so much more stuff, you know, than, you know, and when it comes down to actually, do they have the talent, you know? Well, actually, this discussion came up, didn't it, like, online about people buying, getting designers to make all of this stuff, so mm. therefore quite a lot of big designers are being showcased on the show, but then ne not necessarily n new designers or lesser-known designers are being showcased. But I suppose that's why they have the design channel ch challenges to show that they can do it. But I also think as well is that like if you look at all the queens, uh, in particular around Newcastle, they all, for the most part, m either make their own stuff or design their own stuff. And there's a couple of other queens in Newcastle that make them for them. Mm. Um, but for the most part, a lot of the queens in Newcastle do do their own thing, and I feel like that's like. For me, it's like what I like to see because if everyone's getting their stuff designed by the same person, then inevitably everyone's going to end up looking the same. But if they're doing their own stuff, like Tamisha Aman, she makes her own stuff. Utica makes her own stuff. Got Make makes their own stuff. Mm. Like, so I think it's you can you can tell the queens that inf influence their own style, um, but then. Like like I said, I mentioned Got Mick. Got Mick had uh, an outfit for the LeMay uh, um, um, runway. And that was done by uh, a an, an designer that's made things for Chez Coulet and um, Sasha Velour and a lot of other queens. I, I think it's great, though, that it's like we were able to... Because, you know, if, if she'd gone through the whole season just you know wearing other people's outfits you'd be like oh okay cool that's why she looks so good because you know loads of planning yeah. and loads of stuff but then like in the design challenge being like oh actually yeah you, yes you've got people making stuff for you but you can really do it yourself yeah no i you get know. that as well I, I think that's why it's so important to have the design challenge in the same way that they have the singing challenge in just to be like hey you, you don't have this talent right okay cool which I is why sometimes i don't think that runways is as, as important unless it's a design challenge Oh, I feel well, like it shouldn't be. This week's nothing to go by, though, is it? I mean, well. it's an absolute joke. But, I mean, what I wanted to say in terms of Series 13 is, I'm pleased it's eventually got started. Like, I don't see what the point of the first three weeks were. Oh, mm. yeah, I hated that whole pretendy, oh, you're going home, oh, no, you're not going home, keep everyone separate. Ah, is it a COVID restriction thing? Is it not a COVID restriction thing? Ah, we'll never know. You know I, I loved Ooh. it. 
No. Because there's so many queens that have gone in a week and you don't know what to do. Whereas in mm. this season, they managed to uh, come in lip sync and then they came in and did a dance and a song and then they came in and did um, an acting challenge. So before the, anyone's even gone home, you've got to see a wide range of stuff that they've done. And I think that's only great. Do you remember when Big Brother actually had like psychologists and stuff on it and all of the challenges were like for, you know, actual study where they were like, hey, I wonder how the people, the housemates will react if we do this and stuff. And it was like, I found that really interesting before it just became like, oh, let's make them do silly things and laugh at them. And I found season 13 very much like that, where it's going, hey, OK, we we had them vote someone out and then they ha- we had them meet her again, you know, meet Elliot with two teams again and i i thought they could have been doing more with the psychological aspect of that you know like the hey how do people react in that situation but but yeah but i don't this is the bit that really gets me it's meant to be a drag competition and so all this other stuff is just like in my head it was thinking oh how can we eke this series out how can we make people log in more and watch it more and keep on like it was pointless really and yeah i I think it's reality tv you say that, but we're 13 seasons in. If they'd done the exact same thing every year for 13 years, people would be bored. I've been a, a drag idol when the the I'm three three numbers in and they're doing the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to go for a smoke. So people are going to do that with Drag Race now. People want the platform to express themselves and to say, um, this is me and this is what I do and follow me. But then people get pissed off by the platform when they do kind of things like what they've done recently but if they don't spice it up they'll get cancelled and they'll be gone or and if they if they carry on doing what they're doing it's enticing new people um more people are watching like the last season was the most watched season um opening uh, ever i think that yeah okay it's a bit mind play but actually it's keeping it on air and it's keeping people engaged and it's keeping people watching it and coming back every week which is only what we want Mm. yeah i agree with that but I, I I think that yes, they're swapping things up and they're changing things around. To obviously, they're thirteen seasons in. That's like what thirteen years. It's a long time to be going, uh, and of course, the format is going to get stale. I think they haven't quite found the right changes to make, though, because not to jump onto the UK one too early, but watching um, the UK one at the same time that it is airing in season thirteen, you can see that on the UK one they've kind of stripped it back to the basics. And they're going with like their original format. They're not playing with it. They're like, it's tried and tested. And it's, I am enjoying the UK one infinitely more than season 13 of the US one, simply because it's, it just feels more earnest and uh, it's a lot more enjoyable because of it. A good example of that is take episode five this week, the bag ball. That whole episode to me felt like one giant paid for advert for that bag company. Ouch. (laughs) That whole, whole episode was just one big infomercial and I tuned out, man. I got bored, stopped playing my phone, looked out the window. I said as well, I was like, it's really shady that they've came in, used Bob the Drag Queen's line purse first, and then Mm -hmm. not actually use Bob to advertise their bags. I get it though, it's in in brand. Uh, But yeah, there should should have been been a cameo from Bob or something like that. Do you know what I love Make a Bob handbag? challenge <laughs> that would have been great mm-hmm. well how about should we talk about the uk season now like how do we feel about the uk season so far because obviously you're liking it michael oh, i love it although 
first episode. Uh, 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 oh God, I can't even remember his name. Joe, Joe Black. Black. Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry. I I love Joe Black, and I was shocked he went. I felt the judges had some sort of weird vendetta against him because he had like such a a well-known career in the UK. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they put him on like a way higher pedestal than he should have been on in terms of we're going to hold you to a higher esteem. Even though his outfit was great, even though he looked great, even though everything he did was great, they still booted him off. And I don't think that was fair. Yeah, I, I, I cannot believe that he was bottom two. Like it was this, yeah. it was that weird thing of just going, you know, Michelle and Rue being like, oh, well, that doesn't say Brighton Pavilion to me. And you're like, you, you are American though. But, but I don't know, because all the judges were unanimous in it. And you're just like going, oh, am I the weird one? You know, they mm. seem to all agree that that isn't Brighton Pavilion. And yeah, I'm like, nuts, it's bling as fuck. But but um I, I was very annoyed that he went, but then again it's that whole thing. It's like we had with um with Kamora in the American one where you're just kinda of going, like, why have you made an outfit that you can't lip sync in? Like why where you can't move in it and stuff and it's no matter how confident you are, I think it's like you still have to go, Oh, I might be in the bottom two. I need to learn the lines, I need to make a dress that I could do a lip sync performance in. And I think Joe Black really wasn't expecting to well, you know, understandably, he wasn't expecting to do it. Yeah. Okay, so doing what we did for season 13, for uh, season two of the UK, one going around the room, who did we love immediately based on the entrance looks? Lawrence Cheney. Absolutely. Hands love down. Lawrence Cheney. Love Lawrence Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. I think on promo looks, I was really interested by Sister Sister, but promo mm. personality was Lawrence Cheney and the look. And then yeah. since episode one, Lawrence Cheney, I live. I was talking to my brother about this earlier, and um, I'm so happy for Lawrence Cheney. Because, like, when we were talking about this before, I was just like, she, you know, like, Lonchini is so good. She's so good. And she's so funny. But I'm like, is this the format for her? Like, is she going to have, like, a breakdown and not be able to do it? And then in episode two, where we had the, you know, the Rats musical, exactly that happened. And I was like, oh, she's not going to be able to do it. And she's going to go home because she can't do the challenge. And then she does it. You know, she she gets past it. She does the challenge. It was this wonderful little arc. And you just go, yeah, cool. Okay, that's your difficult bit sorted. What, you know, Actually, wait wait for the comedy episode and just keep winning. You know? Yeah. I think Lauren speaks to us as Brits because I think what we're after as, like, a consumer is different to what the Americans are after. We're definitely yeah. more about kind of being genuine and the heart and the story of a person, mm-hmm. as opposed to how flash of the are, how fantastic their drag is and all that jazz. And I think that Lawrence, from when she came in, she was really funny and she was really confident. And then she had that little moment when she was talking about not taking her makeup off because she doesn't feel so confident. Then mm-hmm. she had the blip in Rats. And to be fair, when she won the design challenge, I was a little bit like, oh, I didn't expect that because yeah. I honestly thought Bimini, I thought Bimini was going to win. How really? Was, I thought Aurora would have won me. I would have thought Aurora. Was... But... Yeah, yeah, I thought Bimini, but I like even though she won, I was happy for her, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so so proud, and I do really like her, and I'm I'm going for Scotland for the win. I'm 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 hoping that Lawrence wins. I mean, it was so it's it's that her outfit for the design challenge was. 
she she's got a difficult body type to work with and she made an outfit that looked amazing and really you know like became really curvy and it looked really good and it was the opposite of what tia did where you know they were kind of pointing out like hey tia you've got all of this stuff that you could be doing and you just like the olive oil comment that basically just went i hadn't thought about that but that's exactly what you look like uh, you know what right i really like uh tia coffee's personality she seems she seems really decent yeah. it's just our outfits always feel like they're 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 always like costumey or store-boughty like they they don't look as polished as everyone else's Mm. and it's crap because she's like a very tall person she could like like they were saying on a that last episode she could she on the design episode challenge she could have got away with doing a lot of like proper high fashion runway really like elongated style outfits but she instead she looked more like she was wearing like a tube of fabric (laughs) (laughs) well what did you think of the design challenge to you oh lawrence cheney without a doubt yeah in the gold there's a reason she won yeah it was good reason but um i felt sorry for ellie though because ellie's was pretty much equally as brilliant yeah just lawrence cheney's was a little it it was annoying because it was like the format because it's like i'm not the biggest fan of like uh, ellie diamond but the fact is that was a nice outfit but then because they were being judged as couples kind of thing you're like oh okay yeah well compared to that you are worse (laughs) you know i I think had ellie diamond been up against some of the others she would have won in her pairing yeah. i think yeah. it was yeah. purely the fact she was and i think actually you touched on something before about um the american series and the money behind it and the 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 outfits and the looks and stuff and i think that's why i warmed to the uk series so much more because there isn't the money behind it like you hear lawrence cheney talk 15 quid for a guest spot and then comes out in a design challenge dress like that that you know mm-hmm. there's Madness. just Madness. yeah it's i mean it, 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 <clears throat> skill rather than the finance behind it and i think that's why people are warming to the uk series more because we're seeing genuine talent as opposed to what money can buy and put on yeah. the stage. But... Yeah, it, it's 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 believable. Like it's because as a drag queen, I get scared by the American one because I just go, I I could never make that. I have no idea how you get an outfit like that. And then you realise, oh, neither did they. You know, or like, oh, it's just it just cost a lot of money, or they know the right people, kind of thing. And so it's wonderful in the UK one, seeing more down to earth stuff or seeing stuff where you're like, I know how you could make that. Like. I don't know, it, it gives me more heart and it inspires me more as a drag performer than the American one where they're kind of a bit, the the pedestal is a bit too high. A, a good example of that, what David was saying as well, is uh, um, look at the likes of um, Ellie Diamond, the, the things that she made, the garments that she made from scratch herself, and the wages that she gets paid to do a guest spot, versus the likes of Kamora Hall, um, who basically every runway was oh look at this designer name look at this look at this that's great it's good that they can afford to do that and stuff but when it came down to the lip syncs and stuff it just you were just like ah you can tell it's like bought for drag Mm. this this. is also sometimes this is my point that i have when someone comes in and says like oh i'm a look queen or something yeah "Yeah, it's great because you can pull a look and i'd love to look at you and that'd be brilliant but then what are you going to do after i've seen you because i'm not going to stay forever if you're just going to stand there look looking good Mm -hmm. Uh, and i feel like actually uh, there's people in the uk um um drag race that say oh i'm a look queen but actually yeah okay they look good but they've also got a lot more about them. Yeah. And I think actually that the, the, we're, we're a lot more performing. Um, and okay, the queens in, in America can dance and they're really funny and everything like that. But I think 
there's a lot more total package queens in the UK than where they're given credit for. Yeah, like I, I think we saw it with Kimura in the American one where it was the idea of when she was doing that lip sync, you're like, so it's just looks then. Yeah. But I think that's like a subculture that they've got over there as well. Because I mean, mm. we've got in the UK, we've got drag and then we've got bar drag. Like we've got, <laughs> we've got, we've got Ginny Lemon. We've got, we've got yeah. drag, and yeah, then we've like, got Jimmy Lemon. You've got, you've got, you've got like the, you've got two different, you've got very two distinct styles of drag in the UK. You've got like the likes of Joel Black and then Ginny Lemon. So <laughs> they're very, they're very like polar opposites. But in the US, you've got likes of um, like club drag versus pageant drag, and you don't really have many pageants in the UK. You've got one or two, but generally not a lot and also the cash prizes and the the kind of the reward for putting in all that effort and buying all those garments is not there so what cash prize well but it is it's in the UK there aren't really like the prizes you get for winning drag competitions are... I also think that um, if you're going to do it for the love of doing it that then shows actually you've got quite a lot of dedication yeah and you're yeah. doing it because this is something you enjoy as opposed to i'm gonna do it piss around for a bit see how far i get and if i win that's brilliant mm-hmm. yeah but if you're doing it for free <laughs> not I... that i'm saying every queen should be paid but just in this particular like topic if you're going to join a competition and you know there's no prize because yeah of whatever oh, yeah. reason mm. and you're doing it for the fact that you love doing it then I suppose that speaks well, more about us. You also know you're not going to get 15 quid for a guest spot after appearing on Drag Race UK, are you really? You know, it's, you know that it's yeah. more money in the long term, so it's worth yeah. it. But yeah, I think that that pageant culture is such a big influence in the American series. And I'm actually pleased in a way we haven't got that same pageant culture in the UK because I think we would lose something if we did. Can we oh, also yeah. Veronica Green... Oh yes, Veronica um, Green. She, she's like a dark horse that come out. Isn't she? Like episode right, episode one, especially with that makeup line where she. I, I don't know if it was intentional or not, where her face was orange and her body was like Casper, and she came in in what can only be described to me as a prom dress. And <laughs> honestly, like, I, first impressions, I was just like, oh no, she's a baby. She's <laughs> is yeah. she is she going to be okay well, in this competition? The makeup difference mm-hmm. was because I think it's different doing drag in a club to doing drag on television. So I think, Absolutely. however, if you've noticed through the last couple of episodes, that's not really there anymore. This so is yeah. she's adjusted it. I, I thought it was a joke at first. I thought she came in and like played up to the whole. I'm in a prom dress and like teenage girl style makeup where she would be like I've got the foundation as thick as the bricks and mortar to my house from my neck up but everything from the neck down in this like strapless top you can see my pasty white skin you know what I mean like I thought she was leaning into that real hard but it was never kind of addressed or anything you know what I mean well I'm gutted because you know how you know Veronica Green's my ace in the hole now or well my kind of last hope because you know when we because I don't know if I should mention this but we you know we picked our top four kind of thing that we wanted in the competition and we're sort of following Mm. them through and I've lost have I lost three of them now Stu you had Joe Black and Estina and it was like oh there we go yes I'm like okay it's gonna be very difficult so I need Veronica Green to win for me to break even I think I mean she's doing really good now like after literally from that that first look onwards she's done well it was just the entrance look you were kind of like oh okay but then everything after that I was like okay yeah good she's she's really good I I, she's inspiring to me she's phenomenal 
Yeah, she's inspiring to me because she's a person where if you saw them in a bar, you can imagine that they wouldn't come up to you and they'd kind of blend into the background. But in the context of the show, where they're on a runway and people have to look at them, they go, oh, wow, you're actually amazing. You know, and and it's and I think there's so many people like that in the world. There's so many people that do, you know, that you wouldn't think that they had it in them. And so it's great well, seeing someone like that on Drag Race. Especially well, with them being a performer as well mm. um, from, from the stage. And I think that's another thing that you see in the UK that you don't really see in the US version is that when they did their um, like performance number episode, they were all singing live. They had head mics on. It was, it was all live. <laughs> you could hear them panting and puffing and like yeah. being out of breath. In the US, they're all pre-recorded. They're just lip syncing for their life. In the UK, it's like panto, performing, everything. Yeah. And also, how good I I was so happy with Ginny Lemon in the Rats Challenge simply because I was like she's going to be the awful one because you know you know how she was like not very good in the rehearsals and then in the actual show you were like that was a lot better than I was expecting and that's like fine because you can everyone has the challenge that's not for them and that week it was like Ginny Lemon and Lawrence Cheney and yet they weren't the ones who were worst you know like they were really good mm-hmm. yeah. But okay, so uh, we've got a game to play next, but what we'll do beforehand, what's everyone's favourite to win uh, season two of Drag Race UK at the moment? Stu? Lawrence Cheney. What? Lawrence Cheney! (laughs) Scott? Lawrence Cheney. I would have to agree, and I hope Lawrence keeps up what he's got going on. Lawrence Cheney Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. David? Yeah, it's got to be Lawrence Chu. <laughs> okay, and or um, Veronica Green. Oh, we say Veronica as well. Veronica, yeah. 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 My, Michael. I'm gonna say Lawrence Cheney, but I also reckon uh, Tace and Veronica Green are up there as well. Yeah, I love, I love the and shit Chase comes I, out with. And, and Tace is yeah. incredible. Yeah. She's I so love the shit She said, "What's that? What's that thing she said on the, um, that one of the uh, the last episode or something like?" The the gall or something the, oh, the gumption 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 I love taste that, that whole outburst had me in kinks man I properly enjoyed it I think it she... t- t- taste is like she she was really bad in the design challenge but the fact is I think that's oh, all she... of her struggle that's over with now that's that moment that she did that whole gumption bit was a bit reminiscent of plop telling a story on a night out <laughs> a moment that I've not had in a very long time and wishing it was, for that it was funny man I properly enjoy and the shit he comes out with like even even on his um, uh, Instagram bio or Twitter bio it's like who me like this you're like oh, what, sh- what 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 the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> properly enjoy Jack's taste I do yeah Velvet who do you think's I'm actually I'm thinking it's going to be Veronica Green like a total out of the court but I want it to be Lawrence Cheney (laughs) I really want us to have a a winner that's Lawrence Cheney because that's what I want (laughs) to see as like you know because that is UK drag to me I mean bloody hell the the stained glass dress that was that is one of my favorite oh, things yeah. in the entire world and i was just like and you see it in america where you have candy muse and she's wearing pvc and she's wearing leather and i'm like i'm not feeling it this doesn't work mm-hmm. and yeah oh. it's just like going okay i you, you know your shape but i still don't like this whereas lawrence cheney wore that dress and it worked she it was brilliant had so fucking well mm-hmm. she, she always has mm-hmm. such a great silhouette as well she's yeah. really, and also her cutaways are 
really funny. I, I really are. enjoy uh, Lawrence's What was it when she was like, we've got three jokes and they're off the back of a penguin packet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely uh, we've, we've, got, we've each got the six same jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. So I, I really enjoy it as well. Yeah. So what's this game, Stuart, that we're going to play today? So, obviously we've all been stuck in lockdown and we've all probably watched a million and one different TV shows. So... I thought we'd play a little game called Binge, Cringe, or Hinge. Mm. So, everyone is going to rate a TV show as one of those three things. Binge obviously speaks for itself. Did you love it? Cringe, was it kind of crap? Or Hinge is like a door hinge. You could swing either way because you've either not seen it or you don't really care. Mm. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of them, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've probably seen none of them. Um, but... I think we'll, we'll get it started. I'll, I'll ask you each uh, whether it's a binge, a cringe, or a hinge. First one is the classic that everybody has to have seen of Tiger King. Michael. Hinge. Hinge. Didn't, hinge. Haven't, didn't even watch it. Nah. <laughs> no, binge, binge. I, I, I genuinely loved it. I thought it was the silliest thing I've ever seen. David? Binge, binge. binge. I think for me it's a binge and a cringe. Cause you can... <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like watching a, a train wreck, really, wasn't it? But it's one of those things that once you start watching, you can't stop. Yeah. You need to watch to the end to know the outcome. Like you can't not watch it. It was not the good. most glorious train wreck in history, though. <laughs> yeah. not Although I didn't finish it, I, and, and, I got like two episodes. And the joy of it, the joy of the amount of memes that came out of it, the the amount yeah. of sort of famous things. Yeah. I mean, we, if we hadn't have had Tiger King, we wouldn't have got the. Uh, the Carol Baskin, uh, Jimmy Savile message, which is <laughs> one of the highlights of 2020 of for me. <laughs> there was a lot of memes. Iconic. Right, second show then, uh, Bridgerton, i.e. officially the most popular Netflix show ever. I watched I watched the, the video of that that auto-plays when you hover over it on Netflix. <laughs> so... Did you want She's to a binge? treasure queen. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say um, Hinge. <laughs> hinge. Scott? Yeah, hinge. A absolute binge for me. And as like um, as sexy as the lot of Hastings is, I just need to point out that his bum's not as sexy as I, want, as I thought oh, it was going to be. Oh, I know. Sick. I was literally going to say binge apart from the bums. The bums were <laughs> wow. Binge. Wow. <laughs> Disappointing, Disappointing bums. That was literally the same. <laughs> he's I... hot. Yeah, he's really hot. Everything about him is absolutely gorgeous. I, I just think that he's like... I mean, I, I mean, my bum's huge now because of lockdown, but I feel like I've got a better bum, which actually makes us feel quite good about myself because he's gorgeous. Yes, I, I, I'm a the binge rest of the body, not so much. Okay, so Bridgerton was pretty much either a binge or a hinge, which is good. Nobody said cringe. Uh, next one is Shit's Creek because I discovered that during lockdown. Oh my fucking binge! The living shit out of that. The memes. Moira Rose is <laughs> baby. Like, but David, why is the baby crying? <laughs> fold him the chase, David. You folded the chase. <laughs> Fucking lover. I, I, I live for. I, I also didn't realise that that was um, the mom out of Home Alone. It is. Yeah, She's like. Yeah. No. And she was also in Beetlejuice. Yeah, yes. and and she was one of the singing voices in Nightmare Before Christmas. Because when <gasps> where, when I was in London to see Nightmare Before Christmas live the other year, they they brought her out and they were like, hey, because she did the voice of this character, we've got her out on stage. And it was like, this is so surreal. <laughs> like, I love her. I love her. When she's doing that, that episode with the beer, 
um, or the wine, sorry, the fruit oh my wine. God. It tastes like amoxicillin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing this is a collective binge, then, yeah. I I haven't well, seen it, but I am going to binge it because oh, do I, it. It, do you it. know I've seen so much of it that I'm scared in case I watch it and I don't like it, and I'm like, but it, but it no. looks so good. <laughs> It's so incredible. Good. Did everyone fall in love with Patrick as well? Because, oh my god. I love him. I just no, I fell in love with um, the... What's his name? Like, something like Spud or Junk or but, whatever. You but, mean no, Spud. Oh, <laughs> Spud. Spud. <laughs> I fell in love with the, with the, with the one-syllable name man. Oh. I mean, Mutz for looks, but Patrick is just lovely. Damn. Damn. Fucking, I would look at him all day. Can I get <laughs> Mutt, Mutt with a... That's a win. Well, I have to say I haven't watched any of it and have no plans to. So uh, should we move on to another program? So will that be Hinge for you then? Hinge <laughs> from Lady G. The Ray of Joy. Dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> what about what about the Queen's Gambit, Michael? Mm. Hinge. It was good, but I got like I if I trailed off, man. I got bored. But it's good, but I got bored. Uh, my mum has assured me that it's absolutely amazing, which gives me absolutely no <laughs> desire to watch it. <laughs> Scott? Absolute binge for me. Thought it was brilliant. Really hoped to bring out a season two. And to be fair, what's not to love by an adolescent girl with a drug addiction? <laughs> yeah. David? That's really bad. That I was going to say binge, but look forward to, like, the drafts edition, because chess is there in my head. You know what I mean? Are you, are you suggesting they're going to do a series for everything, and eventually it'll be, like... Yeah. A Connect Four edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, they just have Guess Who. <laughs> when they get the frustration, I'm going to lose my your mind. <laughs> lose your shit. Really. <laughs> I'm a hinge for that one. I've not seen it, and I don't know whether I'd want to see it or not, so maybe. Hmm. Um, next one, then. What about The Circle? Has anyone watched The Circle yet? Which the one? US circle, one? The actual Circle so, of the US. So, the Circle US, because that came onto Netflix for us um, during lockdown. I, I started watching it, but I had to turn it off. That guy from New Jersey who's like <laughs> screaming oh God, every five seconds. <laughs> oh, no. I, too cringe. I couldn't. I had, no. <laughs> we don't like her. No. As hmm. someone who's watched it, I can say it is a bit of both. I still binged it, but if you've seen the UK one, it's an utter cringe. If you haven't seen the UK one, it's probably still a bit of a cringe, but not as much. Mm. It's just not as gritty. Like, it's very much they've tried to glam it up a bit. So. Yeah, well, that's always what happens in America. They're trying to make it pretty. And unfortunately, the, uh, you can't do that with a lot of British stuff because we're a bit gritty and we love that. <laughs> not about being pretty. True. Yeah. Okay, moving on then. Uh, what about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? I I loved the first season of that and then I started the second season and you know when you stop watching something for whatever reason and then you just don't get back to it <laughs> and now I've heard horrible things about seasons three and four and I'm like oh do I want to finish this <laughs> like, can I keep it when I liked it <laughs> so I, I'm gonna say cringe actually See, I love Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like the original part from season seven because mm. that got really weird however <laughs> I love I love the, the chilling adventures of Sabrina. The one thing I wish that it had more of was pointing my finger when things were going to happen because I like I thought growing up that when I turned 16, I'd get my letter from um, the Witches' Council and I was going to become a witch, and I didn't. I was devastated. Um, and I just wish it was a bit more like instant magic as opposed to like this chanting and stuff, which I do enjoy. Mm. I just um, 
I'm, I'm one of them people I like to get my information fast and quick. So if they could just point the finger and it happened, that would give me an extra five minutes of the episode. Am I reading into this too much, Scott? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Michael, David, any opinions? David, would you like to go first? It, it doesn't rhyme with binge, cringe or hinges, but it's a yawn. It's generally what I fall asleep Ooh. to. Like, I'm just... It's not for me. It's not not my cup of tea. It's <laughs> Titanic. I, uh... I, I really enjoyed season one. I thought it was great, and yeah. I really enjoyed that. It was, like, in a parallel... Um, same universe, parallel town to... Um, Riverdale. Riverdale, yeah. But... Um, and I love the aesthetic of it. I thought it looked great, and I and I really enjoyed it. Um, but after season one, halfway through season two, I, the, I don't know why. It just started to fall apart for me. And then season three and four, I've, I haven't even finished season four. That's mm. how disinterested I've got with it, just because it's... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's It went from binge slowly into cringe and i'm sad that yeah. it did uh, and like scott i love the original um sabrina and i thought it was absolutely outstanding um but i don't think this one holds up against it and uh yeah after season one it just it just went downhill for me so i had a i had a bit cringe if you stick if you stick with it to see if you stick with it to season four hilda and zelda from the original oh yeah yeah. I mean, Ooh. what could you want more than that? However, well, that, admit, everything they did was iconic, though. It, like, it it's was nothing. Such a it's nothing like the original. The original no. for me is is like god tier and mm-hmm. chilling adventures. It's like maybe the next year and a half down, but it's oh. still good for me. Oh, as Do you a... not feel like you're missing out on Salem, though? Yeah, like oh, as yeah, as a no, the... I loved yeah. Salem. As a theoretical, what would we all think of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina if they just put? Like Salem, the talking cat from the original series, in like would, that would massively improve it. Is there a sh- instant of binge? Yeah, happy day for it. Instant unhinged. binge. Unhinged. I- I'd hold it here. It's being sick on a night out. That's how they are. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, what about you? The whole stalker show. Fucking love that. It was so good. Both seasons. Mm-hmm. I, it's an ultimate binge for me, without yeah, a proper doubt. binge, proper binge. I've not seen it, and I'm not massively interested, so it's going to be a hinge for me. Oh, no, same for me. It's a hinge. Oh, David. Yeah. Uh, yeah, haven't seen it. Don't plan on seeing it. I'm like Debbie Downer tonight, aren't I? <laughs> so fun, David. This is why I'm Scott, you lucky, lucky no man. No what I do, I'm more positive than David, regardless of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about The Good Place, then? Have we watched that? I haven't I seen it. It's an absolute binge, 100% to the moon. Toot, 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 to the moon. <laughs> I agree. I for, it's so good. Moon. For me, I loved the first season. Then the twist at the end of the season happened, which... I expected and I got disappointed that it happened because I was like, oh, I was expecting it not to be an obvious twist. And then and then I yeah, just went then and then I didn't. But that... then I didn't care afterwards because I was like, oh, they spoiled oh. it now. But then everyone's told me that it gets much better. It twist, it gets the twist back. that you got twists again. Yeah. Like yeah. The ultimate game of Twister. I haven't gone back yet. So I'm I'm hinge at the moment, but I, I do need to watch it. It's kind of like season one and season two are very much binge. Season three is a little bit of both. And then for me, 
the ending was cringe. I didn't like the way that it started. Mm-hmm. Like the, the last couple of episodes got a bit cringe, but overall, watch it. Like it's not. It doesn't ruin it. Like the ending doesn't ruin it. So and it's meant to be coming back, and I've heard that it's filming. Ooh. Hmm. I thought they'd done it's with it. I thought it was finished. Out. Oh, I'm intrigued because I don't want it to come back after that ending. But <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it, David? Again, no hinge, hinge. I, I like, I like my sleep more than anything else in this world right now. So. Don't be such a downer, David. Okay, <laughs> we've, got, we've got two more. Okay, two more okay. before everyone starts picking on poor David for liking sleep because I agree on that as well. Sleep is a binge. Um, the Umbrella Academy. Absolute binge. Binge for season one, and again, it just slowly like right. For a series set in, uh, not to ruin anything for anyone, but uh, for a series set in like some sort of weird land with fucking alternate dimensions and time travel and stuff like that, season two got a bit out of hand. And then (laughs) every subsequent season, I imagine, is just going to get worse and worse. I must admit, there's not enough use of the powers for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like there needs to be more. However, not going to lie, love it, live for it. (laughs) David, did you watch that one? Yes, did. Thoroughly oh. enjoyed it. Binge. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Surprise out. binge. <laughs> binge. That's the two of the week. <laughs> David actually watched it. I was going to say, at this point, everyone's not bothered about what you all think. They're bothered about what I think because it's very few and far between what I oh, actually you're like. Qu- quality over quantity, David. Yes. <laughs> With opinions. I think I think yes. I agree. It's quite it's quite a binge, even if season two was messy. I hope season three goes back to season one level. I enjoyed um, season two. I I enjoyed it, but not as much. I think it was like an eight out of ten compared to the first. Yeah, also to a ten. And finally, then, has anybody watched the Winx Saga yet? Oh my fucking god! It's a binge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it calm down, dear. I really enjoyed it. I also can't believe that it was based on this horrendous mid noughties shitty kids TV show. And they came, and Netflix decided to go, you know what? We could throw in a couple of fucks, the word wank, and a bit of a, a bit of a threesome. More than once. And it and we got a show and they turned it into some sort of weird semi-gritty English just, countryside just manner like drama? They did, like they did with Sabrina, because that's clearly yeah. where they got the idea from. <laughs> I I am down for that though. If they bring back classic shows and do them well, even if it is a gritty version of it, that's great. Because like yeah. like we said, season one of Sabrina was great. Season one of Winx for me was a total binge as well. Mm-hmm. The ending I wasn't too sure. Mm. I'm on the verge, but it depends what they do next season. Mm. Well, see, for us, it's on our watch list. We 100% tend intend on watching it. But before we watch that, we watched Carnival Row on Amazon, and then we watched mm. his. We're halfway through season one of His Dark Materials on BBC iPlayer. So once we finish that, then we'll go to Wings. So you guys are just a bit of hinge at the moment, then. Aren't you? Yeah. With That's an intent fair. of binging, because I'm assuming I'm going to love it. I mean, it is. <laughs> like, as soon as you start watching the first episode, you get 10 minutes and you're like, okay, I need to watch the next five just mm-hmm. to see what happens here. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. it's good. <laughs> it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And that was that was binge, cringe, or hinge. Hey, that's uh, good. Brilliant, loved it. The majority of it was just David going, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen it yet. 
to, to be fair I, I haven't seen most of them either like it's you know with all the time that we have in lockdown there's so many shows you don't realize how much there is on netflix kind of thing i went down a whole rabbit hole because i i got really nerdy and binged loads of star trek series and loads of um star wars series so i watched the what's it called star wars the clone wars i really like it it's what well, i'm someone where i grew up with loads of mates who are obsessed with star wars and i was like oh it's okay but i don't really care enough about the characters to remember their names or know their history or anything and then watching like the clone wars cartoon series i was just like yeah really good and i've actually seen most of these as well so i feel confident in actually knowing what you're talking about <laughs> <That's> it, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> oh well no thank you very much for that uh games do uh, any other business that people want to talk about well uh actually we've just launched uh Estina mandela's apparel line with bad <laughs> Day, so you can go Ooh. and check that out uh very yeah. rude my gosh very rude rude and how rude. is apparel spelt there michael it's a double p not double r double p <laughs> we're learning it's a lockdown it's a i forgot how to write like i fully forgot down how forgot i can't even talk as well so michael that's on the bad Wear day uh web store yep so that's www.badwearday.co.uk or dot com or dot com oh you bought both of them um also we've got something that we're working on in the background a little bit sneaky peeky but we are going to launch this year as well uh elite drag which is going to be a premium line of a drag artist merchandise and apparel so (laughs) not just drag queens but drag artists sounds amazing uh the one thing i've got to plug is that over the course of lockdown i started my youtube series uh, at home with velvet and velcro uh, and you can watch it on youtube or you can watch it by going to thevelvetsnatch.com because i i've forgotten how many subscribers i have but youtube don't give you a fancy url until you've got a certain amount of subscribers so it was like going, hey okay so it's youtube.com forward slash channels forward slash x724 and i'm like let's not put that on a van quite yet so that's why it's I... the velvetsnatch.com <laughs> I highly endorse At Home with Velvet and Velcro as well. Like yes, it, is, same. it is stupid as fuck, but entertaining as fuck at the same time. I've yeah. been really enjoying uh, doing things over the course of lockdown, uh, doing like online shows. And I think a lot of queens have kind of embraced the digital, you know, medium for going, hey, you know, like things like we've got Ivy being absolutely amazing on TikTok and stuff. We've got Teresa putting on loads of shows and being able to perform in other countries through the Internet, which I think is great. It's very, it's very fun to do, and it's been quite good, sort of trying out different bits of humour that aren't just on a stage, and then going, oh, thank God, people found that funny. Oh, I'm so glad that people found something that I only I thought would be funny. No, it's it's genuinely really good. Yeah, high high bench for me. People yeah. should check it out. Um, last thing I want to promote is um, Davina DeCampo has a really good podcast uh, with a guy called Ricky called fierce slayer talk and they're doing all the drag race guests so i know it's not a promo for us but it's really good <laughs> lots of juicy tea so go listen to that as well and there may be something special coming with them in the future Ooh. oh well i think that's all the business we have there so thank you everyone for tuning in uh, we'll have a very special guest star for you next week uh why am i going with this what well, help me out guys <laughs>
Bye. Everyone. That's Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. Bye. Joining Bye. Us. Bye. Bye. Everyone needs a piss, so we're off. I'll see you next time. Next time. Next time. Welcome to season two. Bye. 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 Bye.